Hello, 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 and welcome to Who Sung It, an unofficial masked singer podcast. I'm Bradley Field. I am Michael Davis. We have finally met Group B here in Season 6. Pretty good group, once again. Group A, I think, might be a tad stronger, but we'll talk about that later. Um, But we met five new masks, unveiled one, and have a whole bevy of wildcards coming up. We'll get to those as well. Michael, what would you think of uh, Episode, not Week 3, Episode (laughs) 3 of Season 6? Uh, not bad. Uh, enjoyed it again. Strong, you know, good to strong talent. No Gronks. Um, no Gronks. Yeah. So it's really shaping up to be talent wise. I think their best season ever so far. Now we've not, we've I, not seen all the wild cards, so we may still have a, you know, somebody stumble out of the gate, but everybody it's, it's been really good. Agreed. It, it's been fairly level in uh, as far as talent goes, with a couple of standouts. But like we don't we don't have a, a Leanne Rhymes situation uh, that, that this, we've heard this yet. Around, that we've heard yet. We still have four wild cards to get to, but I don't think I'm not sure we'll get there. Um, although apparently, I'll tell you this from the official podcast. Since we are recording this way late, I've already listened to this thing like three <laughs> days ago now. Um, but according to the official podcast, the producer Brian said that. Uh, Caterpillar is apparently incredible. Ooh. And is like, and I've never heard him say like, this is my favorite, but I'm pretty sure he said like, this is my favorite. Ah. So I'm excited about that because that was one of those costumes that I think we both said like, I hope Caterpillar is good because that costume is too cool. Yes. To just go, you know, be a one and done. But uh, looks like we'll get him for a few weeks at least. Yeah. Maybe, maybe even win the whole dang thing. Who knows? But, uh, but we, we have, We've seen Group B. Let's go ahead and jump into it, starting with, um, well, first starting with the, what, what do you think about the 15-second clock, the, the initial guess, uh, first impression clue uh, clocks that they gave the panel this week? What do you think of that? <laughs> uh, I mean, not bad. You know, it wasn't distracting. Um, did no. probably keep uh, somebody like Ken and Nicole and Jenny on task a little bit. Robin's never really been a big delayer, but the other three, no. every now and then one of the other three would kind of be sitting around a little while. And yeah, so, I mean, it, it worked well. It wasn't intrusive, I, you know, it didn't, wasn't just, dis- it was not distracting. No, it, if anything, it, it just saved some editing time. Yeah. <laughs> Which is probably all they needed to do. Um, the, the way that, uh, Based on the guess we heard from Nicole this week, I think she's going to be the one the most uh, disadvantaged by this. Yeah. But but something tells me she might be the one hitting the buzzer at some point, which we have not seen, by the way. Like, are they going to set up this bu- this buzzer at some point? Are they waiting until everyone is seen before they put the take it off buzzer? Because they introduced it and then it just hasn't been on stage at all. So... Hmm. That that may be. That it, may be. Because it wasn't on the it wasn't on the table this week, was it? No. Okay. So I I assume, or they probably. Uh, I know what it was. They shot out of order. Because I think I think the things they were wearing this week probably matched what they wore for the first episode. So they maybe didn't know about it in real life until after this one aired. I don't know. Or after this one was recorded. We need to start. We've talked about that before. We need to start tracking outfits for. I already spent purposes. too much time. No, I already spent too much <laughs> yeah. time with this stupid show. No, yeah. we just, <laughs> we're, I'm good. I'm good. Um, so yeah, let, let, let's jump into it. The Dalmatian, unfortunately, is the one to go. Uh, his clues, his package was set in the doghouse 
He's shown blowing a whistle and lifting dog bone weights. Quote, growing up, there wasn't really a playbook for my game, so I had to make my own. Uh, show his tail wagging. I'm not sure. Was was that? That wasn't like automated, was it? That was just him shaking his butt, right? I think so. Yeah, it was. Just, he okay. he wagged his own tail. Yes, not uh, mechanical. It thought. was not mechanical. It wasn't the it wasn't the tail wagging the dog, but vice versa. Correct. Uh, says he saved up his money when he was 12 to buy his own gear. He practiced every day. Quote, I always wanted to play in the big leagues, but then I met one of the biggest players in the game and the rest is history. Says he always felt like the underdog. Uh, you saw Edward Munch's painting The Scream, a gray cat, tons of dog bone shaped weights, a trophy for top dog, boxing gloves, two giant stability balls, one red, one yellow, and a frisbee flying desk. Anything stand out to you on the initial the initial watch for this person we already know? Um, you know, the screen, <laughs> um, I, yes, that Ken was able to correctly identify not just the painting, but also the artist behind the painting. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's like knowledge bomb from Dr. Ken Jong there. Um, <laughs> one of the first things in my head that I kind of started running through was when I saw the giant, the stability balls, one red, one yellow, I started thinking, who's done MasterCard commercials? Ah, as as a possibility, because, you know, that kind of that kind of jumped out like the MasterCard logo to me. Um, you know, and obviously that went nowhere. Um, you know, the scream you're trying to think, you know, horror movie franchise, um, you know, who's had who's had roles in that um, either main or kind of bit parts or something like that. Um, and then a, a lot of sports references. So you're trying to tie horror movies, sports and credit card commercials together and I had nothing. So the only, the only thing that I found kind of reverse engineering, cause we know who this is. Yeah. Well, we might as well say it was, it was Tyga, uh, rapper. So apparently he, uh, if you just Google Tyga and MasterCard, you get where he was ordered to pay $16,000 in a credit card bill. Um, Oh, but that doesn't has anything. To, that doesn't really have anything to do with Mastercard, and I don't know that they would have done that for for a clue. I may be wrong, but yeah, he might have said, "Hey, I had this happen to me, guys. Let's work this in because that was really funny to me." Uh, who knows? Um, we won't get into that story because it's irrelevant. But yeah, the only thing that really stuck out to me was. So I'll, I'll go ahead and say this. So in the official podcast, the producer, Brian, also said that there was a mask who had performed through this episode. Uh, so basically anybody but the four wild cards we haven't seen. But there's someone who has performed whose costume is a very, very obvious uh, clue to who it is. To the point where he was surprised that it hasn't like made the rounds that, oh, this person is blank, which we'll get to later. And, which seems very out of character because to my knowledge, there has not been a costume that is just straight up screamed like, oh, this is Drew Carey. Right. You know, like there's, there's never been a football player wearing football stuff. And so that's what kind of got me about like, like Ken guessed Reggie Bush as his first impression guest for Dalmatian because he saw the the black and yellow of the Saints and then the red and red and yellow of USC. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of football and the, you know, Dalmatian was wearing a, you know, football pads, football helmet. A lot of yeah. locker room visuals. Yeah, it's not a bad guess. You know, not not a bad put together, Ken. I'll say that. Which the 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 racks of weights and stuff was a reference to the song Rack City. So yeah, that's that's what that was. But um, I mean, obviously we know it's not this person, but 
would do you think they would ever put a football player in football pads and a football helmet <laughs> on this show? Uh, and see, I'm kind of surprised that he says that because, like you said, we've never seen anybody's, you know, any part of the costume be a reference to the person. Well, or at least directly. There there, there's tan, yeah. there's little tangentials, but there's never been something that's like, you know that direct well i yeah the only other thing i have found so far was we talked about the baby last week being most likely uh larry the cable guy and if you look at that costume his bonnet like the area where his bonnet connects near his neck you could call a collar it's blue okay um so that that might be a bit of a i mean that's a stretch but that might be a bit of a, of a clue who it is um but yeah it, Anyway, that's a tangent. You want to talk about, let's talk about Dalmatian. Yeah. <laughs> uh, his performance. Go ahead. Great song choice. Beautiful. Snoop and uh, featuring Pharrell on that. Uh, I think he was doing more of the rapping. I don't think he was doing as much of the Pharrell carried melodies. Uh, yeah. I think that was definitely, you know, that was, you know, tape that was, you know, from the track itself. But his he rap. Was doing, he was doing more hyping during the song. Yes. The singing parts than anything else. Yes. But but he flowed that part in seamlessly. It didn't. It still. Came, everything came across very natural. It was like he had a set. The second person there. You know. Because yeah. Snoop didn't carry those vocals. Snoop just carried the rap. And then let Pharrell come in with the vocals. So it was mm-hmm. like he just kind of. Let that he didn't try and override that part of the song. He still let that part of the song stand out, kind of supported it. Then when it yeah. came time for him to jump back in on the rap, he was seamless. He was right there in it. So you could tell this was somebody with a significant bit of hip hop experience. Agreed. I thought he was great. Just great tone in his voice, great flow. Thought he was excellent. Not even close to the worst one of the of the. Well, I say that it was not a bad week, but I did not have him fifth. No, and I, no. And, I didn't have him, and I didn't have him fourth out of five either. Like I was, I did not think that he would even be in the running to go home. Uh-uh. Um, but this, this person, Tyga, uh, said he was inspired by little Wayne as robot to do this. So my question was, did he only want to do one week of this as well? Like <laughs> Bradley, that's my job to come up with those puns and references, but, that's fair. but, but no, that's, uh, yeah. It's hated to see him go. I think we could have gotten a lot more of. He was also very yeah. energetic. He had a lot of good movement, a lot of good choreography in it. And you Great could, stage presence. Yes, you could you could tell he was comfortable being on stage. He was comfortable moving around. The choreography was coming naturally for him, and yeah. and that's going to lead to a comment on somebody later on tonight. <laughs> uh, the guesses, however, were atrocious for this one. Ooh. Um, Robin said Nelly. Eh, Jenny, that's all right. That's all right. Uh, well, not really, because like this was brought up on the on the official podcast as well like nelly's yoked like he's big like maybe not super i don't remember how tall he is but like he's he's built you would have seen nelly through okay. that costume like you'd have to put nelly in something like a uh a russian doll type costume or or yeah or even a bull like something a little more padding on it okay or not padding but yeah like to to kind of take away his shape uh same for Re- i mean reggie bush is a uh, ken said reggie bush well look um, at the new wendy's commercials reggie bush is slimmed down still still yeah like you 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 need to you need to assume that a good part of the costume is like exaggerated yeah like you almost need to assume that it's just oh. like when they were guessing the rock for for people it's like come no on. you like, <laughs> like if it were if it were the rock they would have said in here's the lollipop or something and, just, and give them like an enormous 
like shell to hide behind, you know, um, or put them in an egg like like the snow owls were a few seasons ago. But um, anyway, Jenny's guess was awful. She said <laughs> she said Steve Harvey. Was this the one that I texted you? Jenny's been sitting next to Ken too long, or was that a uh, different? Probably. Yeah. You, you seem to text me that a couple of times each week, though. Um, <laughs> it, it's getting worse. Guess, her her final guess was Kevin Hart, and then earlier she said Cat Williams, which. Again, didn't sound nothing about him sounded like like I've never heard Cat Williams rap, but uh-uh. I can't imagine Cat Williams' rapping voice is much different from his speaking voice. No, yeah, um, voice wise, that was horrible. And then Nicole's well, and Kevin guess, Hart, he was too tall. Oh, that too. Yeah, yeah. Um, because he was he was roughly the same height as as Nick at six foot. Yeah, five eleven, six foot. So, um, and then Nicole said this honestly the best guess of the, of the four <laughs> said, and and she was closest. Um, said quote one of the Lils. <laughs> <laughs> like if it had been you know little who's you know whoever it would have been like she wouldn't have gotten the point i would hope i'd but, given her a half point <laughs> but she yeah she would have gotten a half point. Uh, she, she would have gotten a little point. point a little point oh just a little point <laughs> but i mean uh, otherwise awful um and then it was tyga so the the cat was a clue tyga being a cat um I didn't look at the other ones. Like you said, the weight room, Rack City. Yeah, Rack City. Um, So, yeah, that's Dalmatian. Should not have gone. No. Should not have gone this week. Travesty. Awful. Um, He was great, but just the... If it's rigged, just say it's rigged. Like, hey, here's the mass mass singer showcase or something. And maybe maybe have like people you know are only going to be here for a week. And just say, hey, performing this week only. Here's Dalmatian. He, I'll say and this though. He and seemed, maybe reveal it the next. Maybe reveal it the next week or something. I don't know. Let people buzz about it. I don't know. But he, you know, sometimes I think the people who are out quickly, you can kind of tell that they're a little relieved too. Like, um, I think, <laughs> yeah. I honestly, I think Pufferfish. I think she. You could tell yeah. she was relieved to be out. I honestly felt like Taka was a little bummed. Yeah, that's true. So, he didn't so seem I, like I th- he was in a hurry to get out. Uh-uh. Yeah. You know, so I, th- I think sometimes people do say, "Hey, I, I need to go," um, but I think I think in this case, I I don't think that was the case. Yeah, but I would have liked to have seen him longer, though. That's the thing. Yeah, like, definitely. He yeah. he's one of the better rappers that what we'd seen. He was one of the strongest rappers that's been on there too. True, true. He was great. I would have loved to seen him do a a chameleon like run. Yes, and maybe even sprinkle in a, a little more variety than than uh, Wiz did. But anyway, uh, first performance of the night was Queen of Hearts. Love this costume. Um, I did not realize that her mouth was like electronic until until the other night. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to go through her her clue package? Okay. So it was set in a very palatial garden. Quote, they say if you follow your heart, it's going to lead you on some amazing adventures. Had a strong southern accent. I was thinking this as well. You've got it noted here. Could be fake. I think we may be having uh, the Kelly Osborne uh, take with this. She said she's excited to do things on this stage she's never done before. The truth is I've spent my entire life learning how to champion my own heart. There weren't a lot of wants in her household grow- growing up. But she left when she was young, which was scary for spinning Alice in Wonderland rabbit hole type image determined to never turn back. She said, I'm grateful for the hardships that I've overcome because they've made me who I am. She says all of our hearts are destined to be broken, but it's what we do with the pieces that makes us extraordinary. Visual clues, Bradley. 
Uh, you see a red jewel cut like a heart. You see a clock set to 50, 60, or 10, um, which was weird. Uh, you saw a tin man. You saw a chess a knight chess piece, a ghost, gold sparkles, a picture of Hillary Swank with BFF on it, and a chessboard. A lot of Alice in Wonderland, Wizard of Oz, like, mixing here with this with this clue package. Uh, kind of strange. So so you thought her, her accent was fake as well. Did you think that her singing voice was put on as well? Because, like, the, the speaking voice seemed exaggerated. Yes. Yes. I, I almost heard... So she performed, she performed Born This Way by Lady Gaga. Um, and I wrote down, almost had a Miley Cyrus sound to start. Like, about halfway through, I'm like, eh, that's not Miley. But there was something about it that sounded like pseudo-Southern. To me... It really, it really threw me off. And I don't know if it was just because that song is so big. To me, I kept hearing, though, hints of Lady Gaga in the singing. You, you, wait, you heard no hints of Lady Gaga? No, I did hear hints. Her, her started hearing little subtle hints, and I don't know if my brain, if that was just my brain saying, this is a Lady Gaga song, that's what you're hearing, you know, masking. I, I think it was, I think it was a solid cover of a, yeah, like she didn't, she didn't make it her own as much as she probably could have. Right. And from what I, and, and she's got a great voice, like she could oh. probably do it a different style and just and still knock it out yeah and then um very much that christina aguilera style run at the end just, yeah just that Strong little finish. that climb Ooh. yeah she was solid i was she my i think i ranked her number i ranked her number two on the week i'm looking to see where you did you did as well yep i think we both agreed that the last but close were the best close. It was, it was close one it and close. two so close again she was, she was excellent um and oh my gosh michael her legs Oh, those walking sticks, Michael. Bradley, did you see Queen of Hearts? Well, frankly, folks, that's all you can see of her in the con. That and a- next week they're going to talk about her hand. It's holding the microphone. I'm like, oh, she's got both a left hand and a right hand. Oh, oh go on, Queen. Wow, this is go amazing. On, Queen. <laughs> the fascination with the legs was a little bit weird. And we're going to um, get that on another another costume this week as well. It's true, seems. true. But yeah, but yes, it was just kind of like okay. Um, Sit down, please. <laughs> um, on stage, she said, I feel, I just feel like the world's just so noisy. So I'm here to be a big old blaring, blasting megaphone of heart. Uh, that was her justification for either being on the show or being queen of hearts. I don't remember. Um, and then the guesses were a little, a little all over the place, kind of. I don't know. Britney Spears from that Southern accent, which again, I think, like you, I think that's a put on. Yeah. Fergie was a guess, uh, which Britney Spears was, was Nicole's guess. Fergie, I believe was Jenny. And then Renee Zellweger was Ken's guess. I mean, they're not, they're not awful guesses. I don't think it's Britney. Mm-mm. I do not think it's Britney at all. Um, I feel like, well, first of all, just legally speaking, I'm not sure that when this was filmed, <laughs> she had the, she had the freedom to go do something secretive like this. Much, much less. Well, she wouldn't be earning. She it. wouldn't be earning any money from it. That's beside the point, though. Like, oh, have you yeah. watched any of those documentaries about the way her dad was like all over everything? No, I've, like they were no. like they were trying to control like who she was dating and. Yeah, I, I know the base. I know so. the big story behind it. I just haven't watched it. Yeah, I know it's. Yeah. I know things are. That's ugly. our other podcast. That's yes. our other podcast. The free Britney <laughs> podcast we have. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think it's Britney. Um, She'd be cool to have on this show. I'll give her that. Yeah. But, 
I don't think that's going to happen this season. I, I think of the three, Fergie's most likely. Honestly, I... I don't know that Renee Zellweger could sing that well. Not knocking her as a singer, but I think that... I think this is somebody who has significant experience, if not a professional in the recording industry. Well, she was in something musical earlier. Well, and she was in Chicago. Oh, guess what the name of her character was in Chicago. What's that? Roxy Hart. Ah, Ah. and we do know from, uh, from a leak that she is going to sing a entire song in French. True. I feel like she was in another musical recently, though, wasn't she? Oh, let's see. She was in. Oh, yeah, she was Judy Garland. Ken said that. Okay. Did she did she sing in that though? In Judy, well, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it either. I'm trying to bring up EO Wikipedia here real quick. She was also in B movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I get. I've got to do some more listening for that. I honestly, I got down a, a rabbit hole with somebody else, so I didn't get a chance to really listen to any Renee Zellweger this week. Um, uh, so we'll... There is a soundtrack and okay. The soundtrack for the film features 12 of Garland's most popular tracks performed by Zellweger. So I may be off on that is this as well as do. Okay. Uh, several that were featured in the movie, as well as duets with Sam Smith and Rufus Wainwright. So watch for any from from 2009 to 2011. Uh, she dated Bradley Cooper, who has a, an obvious connection to Lady Gaga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that might be something. Goodness, you look through her relationships uh, section on Wikipedia, and it's just it's all over the place. I mean, good on you, but <laughs> let's see. Engaged to Jim Carrey. Well, I will say this. The costume was very Lady Gaga inspired as well. That too. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was very. I think, that was, was I think that was the other thing that was throwing me into it is you were like, Gaga would have designed. She wouldn't just wear this. She would have come in and said, no, we need. She would have been, had an active role in the design process. I'm sorry. Can we get some actual cow heart on this? It's just, it doesn't feel as <laughs> realistic as it and should be. And we need be. to wire it up so that it is beat. That cow heart is beating. And, yes. you know. Like just straight up electrical pulses through this costume. Thank you. Um, uh, so then Ken may be on. Ken may be onto something here. Oh goodness, I kind of hope not. <laughs> we'll see. We'll, hey, we'll if, to- if he is though, good for him for getting something right outside of basketball. True. Wouldn't it be great if if he wrote that down as his first impression guess too? Yes. Like how great would that be? And then he like got got it right. Oh, it'd be so fun. I don't know. I I think of the three. I, I don't think any, I don't think it's any of those three guesses, and I don't have any I don't have any real good guesses just yet. So we'll uh, we'll do some more research there. Move on. Okay. The let's mo- go ahead to the mallard. Which, by the way, someone has. Um, it may have been you, but on the the fandom Wikipedia for the show, someone has pointed out that it is a wood duck. Like someone made like very sure to put that that was like in the in the footnotes. Of his page, just just so you know. So oh, I'm, I'm I, I, it was I, you. I, I, no, it was not me. I am it, not. It I'm not you. doing. I'm not doing any editing activity on the fandom wiki for Mass Singer. Well, I I hope if it is the person I think it is, and that it seems like a, a fair number of people on the internet think it is as well. Um, I hope that they correct the the record when they are revealed, probably in two weeks. Um, yeah. <laughs> 
But the the mallard his might should have been this week, but yes, I honestly he was fifth. Yeah, like he was fifth. I mean, he wasn't bad. He wasn't bad at all, or rather, his voice wasn't bad. His performance wasn't great. No. But his voice was solid, and we'll get to that in a second. Um, his clue package was set in the olden days. Quote, I may be living the high life, best-selling book, platinum album, but that was not always the case. Says he was always hustling when he was young, and he's shown selling worms. Said that was one of his first jobs was selling worms. We'll get to that. Uh, then I found the human jukebox on the school bus. Now, here's the way the human jukebox works. you got to put a quarter in my armpit, and then I can sing. Goodness. Uh, <laughs> says that the girls really liked his, quote, entertainer on the bus act. And then the visual clues included? Uh, you had a stagecoach, an old-timey boot, a teacup, a stag or deer figurine, a sign that says the Magnificent Mallard, a blimp, a spotlight, a saxophone. There was a picture of Chris Pratt with BFF on it and the ubiquitous quarter. Uh, let me Google one thing. You want to talk about the performance real quick? Um, voice, like you said, not bad. Just didn't really seem comfortable on stage obviously not choreography friendly um that that was the thing that stuck out to me was the the attempts i'm not even gonna call it choreography the attempts at choreography (laughs) were painful goodness yeah he he was not he was not comfortable on stage Mm -mm. he was not comfortable on stage he sounded fine he sounded good um but he did not sound comfortable at all. Now he's he's definitely southern slash country. He's not a country star. No. He is he is someone who has recorded a country adjacent album and has re, has done things with CMT, mm-hmm. I believe. Um, but he's he's not a country artist. Um. His his stage clue. Quote, well, normally I don't dress this fancy, but with a face like this, I'm used to, used to disguising it, which is another clue, by the way. You're selling um, me here, Bradley. You're selling me. <laughs> um, do we think the random horse appearance meant anything? I don't know. Like it. But uh, something else has jumped. As I was as I was reading through, as we were reading through everything, something else jumped out to me very clearly that I'm going to. If you don't say it, I'm going to say it. So okay, well let's let's go through the the judges' guesses. Um, Alan Jackson, no. Garth Brooks, no. no. And then and then Jenny and Nicole said a bunch of country singers. Uh, the only one that was worth saying was Dirks Bentley because they got to do the Ducks Bentley pun. That was the only one. Um, Even I couldn't come up with the Ducks Bentley pun on this one. That's so that yeah. they really stooped low for that one. And then Ken came out with uh, Billy Ray Cyrus, which was interesting. Um, some I saw this as a comment on the fandom Wikipedia, and then fell down a rabbit hole. And I'm a thousand percent convinced that this is this person. Sounds just like him. Someone said. Mallard is Willie Robertson from Duck Dynasty, president and CEO of Duck Commander, make duck calls and whatnot. If you're not familiar, I'm not sure how you're not familiar at this point. Um, and they, they have a sister business, Ken, dedicated to deer hunting called Buck Commander. Yep. And we had the, and we had the little uh, buck figurine. <laughs> so there's a buck figurine. Um he has said before, like you do a quick Google Willie Robertson worms, you find where he tells a story either in his best-selling book or just in general of how his first job was just going down a lake with worms 
and selling them to fishermen who were coming up to fish. Um, so he's that. He has told the human jukebox story uh, on the bus before, either in a book or elsewhere. Um, best-selling book, obviously he has books. Platinum album, the Robertsons have a Christmas album called Duck the Halls, which uh, he has a song called Harry Christmas, which is surprisingly catchy. It's not terrible. Yeah. Um, but I, w- I went and listened to a live performance of that right after li- this p- performance. Pitch is dead. Like, it's, it's him. Uh, what else? The saxophone's obviously a duck call. He's he is friends with Chris Pratt. Like, <laughs> there's there's so much here. Um, that it's it's Willie Robertson, uh, disguising his face, known for his beard. Um, and then the big the big thing here is, and I would not think it's this person if I hadn't heard this from producer Brian about there is someone who has performed whose costume is a major giveaway. And it's so obvious, and we've never done that before. And I feel like putting someone from Duck Dynasty inside of a duck has got to be what he's talking about, right? Yep. Like, that has to be what it is. So I, I'm going to say book it 99%. This is Willie Robertson. If it's not Willie, it's his brother Jace. Jace is a little more reserved. Jace wouldn't do it, I don't think. Willie in a heartbeat. Will, Willie, Willie would not would. turn it down. So I think this is, yep. I think Willie would do this. Oh, yeah, I know Willie would do. You know Willie would do this. Just <laughs> and if they said there's a million dollar, you get paid a hundred thousand dollars for just appearing on the show. Willie would be like, I don't need the money. I just want to do it. It looks like fun. No, he'd still take the money. Oh, he'd st- oh he'd still <laughs> take the money, but he'd be like, like he wouldn't have to. Like they wouldn't have to get yeah, to that yeah. to try and swing him onto it. He'd be like, I get to dress up like a giant duck in a top hat and sing. <laughs> When do we start? <laughs> Where do I go for the so, fitting? <laughs> I, I think it's I think it's most definitely Willie Robertson. You you've book sold it. me. You've sold Absolutely me. Absolutely book it. Yeah. So, there's that. Let's move on. Uh, we have two more to go. Cupcake. We have two desserts here at the end. So that's yes. Nice. Uh, cupcake. So can we say that? So can we say Bradley for the rest of the podcast? We are talking about just desserts. So the cupcakes clue package. <laughs> was set in a 50s-style diner, quote, OMG, I can't believe I'm here. It's the mass Singer. It's been a long time since I've been solo. I'm used to sharing the spotlight. Uh, someone they love got some bad news about their health. Food always makes them feel better, so why not dress up like a cupcake to cheer up that loved one? Uh, cupcake is shown dancing in the diner with those uh, with those green boots highlighted. Thinks that this will be so fun and hopes it brightens up their loved one's day. We had two cupcakes on a platter. There was a jukebox with somebody pressing what looked, the buttons that looked to say either 1983, 1982 on it. There was a drip coffee maker, a whiskey bottle, caution wet floor sign, heart-shaped pancakes, a receipt that was numbered 91302 that says, Go Get them, Girl XOXO, and then a giant ice cream cone. Uh, that number is zip code for Calabasas, California. Did you put that note in there? I did put that, that note in there. Okay. Yes, because you know, we always wonder, especially a five-digit number, is that a zip code to somewhere? And in this case, it is Calabasas, California. There you go. And we'll, we'll, um, so, we'll talk about that in just a second. So, so the, the two cupcakes on the platter, I will say those cupcakes actually match. One matches her costume. And then Miss Maskey, the little virtual uh, clue maven, who, I be- if I'm not mistaken, will actually show up at some point on the show. Um, I don't think it's just an online thing. It, it appears that she will show up on the show at some point, at least according to the official podcast. 
Um, Do we get to guess who she, she is? I would assume so. Okay. Um, but we'll we'll see. But then, but so there were two cupcakes. There is a second cupcake costume that she shared the picture of. So it's possible that Cupcake was supposed to be on with someone else, maybe in a separate, maybe in a previous season, uh, but was supposed to be on with someone else as a duo, but that person was unable to, who knows. Um, but, but it actually matched the other Cupcake that was on the platter for this. So now they're just using it as a clue. Whether it was meant to be a clue or actually a second costume, who knows. Yeah. Um, I feel like making a second costume like that would be a very expensive thing just to do for a clue, but whatever. We are talking about Mass Singer here. Who knows? Yep. Um, <laughs> she performed Heat Wave by Martha Reeves and the Vandellas. Um, she was good. She was good. She was good. Um, she's seasoned, for sure. Had had a lower register. Didn't move a ton. She's she's older. And she's accomplished, and we'll get to that as well. What do you think of her performance? Um, I think uh, some of the movement part is that's a very top-heavy costume, kind of like hard. Yeah, you know, that it, too. it's hard to do. I think it's hard to do the choreography in those because if you go too far, you would you're going to get off balance pretty quickly. Yeah, and, and she and, had some decent heels on too. So yeah, probably be smart to not <laughs> go crazy in yeah. the cupcake costume. Yeah. But yeah, I enjoyed it. I did not. I did not dislike it. Um, you know. Not my favorite of the evening, not what I felt was the strongest of the evening, but not bad. I I had her fourth, um, and really was close between her and it was it was close between her and Dalmatian. I thought I thought I, I thought see maybe I put she, a, I put them three four. You put them. Yeah, I see that. You put Dalmatian ahead of Cupcake. I put Cupcake just barely, but I put Cupcake slash Dalmatian. Yeah, I mean they the two of them were right there. I I thought she might have been one that. You know, she did fairly well, but maybe if they needed to sneak someone out, you know, maybe they'd go with her. Um, I don't know. But I thought she, I thought she was very solid. Uh, her onstage clue, well, I was supposed to be here with some other sweet things, but now I'm all alone. So that that helps with that clue. Yep. Or with that, that train of thought. Uh, guesses? Go ahead. Uh, we had Whoopi Goldberg, Tracy strange. Chapman. Yeah, Whoopi was really strange. Uh, and Tracy Chapman, I just didn't hear that in the voice. No. Tracy Tracy's got a very distinctive voice and I didn't and I don't think she could disguise it. Um RuPaul was said a couple of times, Roberta Flack, Leslie Jones, and then of course somebody had to come up and say Tina Turner. I don't think and say I've I've been hooked on Tina Turner for somebody before for a little bit. I didn't get the Tina Turner feel. Tina's no. going to do a costume that's going to let her showcase move. the leg yes move and showcase legs not just hey these are my legs and again we had that look at those legs look at the legs look at the legs yes well and and they did that to compare how tall she was yes i think i think the judges were thrown off by her heels because she did have a decent heel on and mm-hmm. then her boots came up like past the knee and were bright green so it was just kind of like and they were trying to say like you know com- compare the knees to nick to figure out how tall this person is yeah i don't think she's as tall as they say um because I mean, you still gotta get the arms out of the costume, and the arms were not that were not that high up. Um, Leslie Jones, that's a, that's a strange one. That's a strange yeah. guess for this. Um, and she's—I don't remember how tall she is, but she's taller than that, and definitely taller than Nick. Um, the RuPaul thing—I don't—I don't get it. I mean, there were there were a ton of clues to go like, okay, this is a older legend has performed with someone else. D- did you have a guess along those lines? 
Um, I think the two names that I texted you just just hearing the singing at first kind of. Um, yeah. I think I texted you RuPaul and possibly I was like, could this maybe be Billy Porter? See, I don't. Okay, well here's here's the thing. The uh, but that was that was just kind of more a random take. I don't know. Yeah. So I, I was going back and forth on like, is this a woman? Is this a man? You know. Yeah. I think it's an older woman. Um, the more I the performance went on, I think, because I texted you that yeah. early in the performance, early in the yeah. singing. But here's the thing, too. The official podcast said that Cupcake has recorded and performed with Michael Jackson, Bruce Springsteen, and Lionel Richie. She's performed and recorded with all three of those people. So she's a heavy hitter. Yes. So- or, Or started out in the late 70s early 80s as like a, a background yeah like a, a studio performer mm-hmm. um and, and and did some back some backing vocals for all three of those or or collaborated with one of them something along those lines i think yeah um i mean i i don't know a ton of song i don't know a ton of songs from bruce to begin with much less how many that have background vocals that would fit her register but well or and again, going back to someone who's been in the industry a while, could there have been one of those, you know, we've had a couple of times where you have a bunch of singers and celebrities come together for, you know, one of the big joint That's collaboration true. songs. That's true. And these are just, um, uh, what was the big like, one? Like, We Are the World. We Are the World. Yeah. You know, like, okay. Or what was one like Dion Warwick and Elton John and everybody? You know, so is this one person? Those, there were a bunch of other people, but those three people were in the room or in, on the same track as well. That could be in a, she's not necessarily done three distinct recordings with Michael Jackson, Bruce Springsteen, and Lionel Richie, but there was a large group charity project that this person was a part of, that those people were a part of. This could be just one recording. So We Are the World was written by Michael Jackson and Lionel Richie uh, and did feature Bruce. Let me see. So who all is joined in that? that we studio. may. So Ray Charles, Billy Joel, Diana Ross, Cindy Lauper, and Tina Turner. Also in attendance were Jackson's five of Jackson's siblings, Jackie, LaToya, Marlon, Randy, and Tito. Uh, many of the participants came from the AMA ceremony that had been held the same night. Prince... Uh, let's see. Soloist. I mean, here's, here's a full list. Just looking at women, Tina Turner, Diana Ross, Dion Warwick, not her. Um, Cindy Lauper, Kim Carnes. Don't think it's Kim Carnes. Don't think it's Cindy. And, the, and those are the soloists. But then the chorus has a bunch of people. So you, oh, well, here you go. Um, Sheila E. Bette Midler. All three of the Pointer Sisters. Yeah. That's what I'm going to say, like, Pointer Sisters. I mean, that's... There's... That's a group. So if you have... How many how many people in the Pointer... I mean, let's see. Anita Pointer is 73 and still living. There were June three Pointer, of them. Yeah, June Pointer... Was is, an American singer, so I think she's passed... Yeah, she died. Ruth, yeah. So there's there's two of them left. So Ruth, Ruth and Anita. So I guess the bigger question. So maybe Ruth Pointer or is is either one of them sick? Let's see. Anita Pointer. News. 
Hmm. They were both so both Anita and Ruth Pointer are big fans of Elvis. And we, yeah, we saw that the early week. And then, huh? I'm I'm willing to bet that we'll. I mean, if I weren't googling on the air, we could probably find something about one of them being sick. So okay, so one of the Pointer sisters. Yep, I think that's solid. I think it's solid that's to a go solid that guess. way. I, I think that's a good yeah. a good place for that. So we'll we'll go ahead and pencil her in as a, one of the Pointer sisters. I mean, being being someone who performed with those three people mm-hmm. and not being absolutely massive with at least like one or two of those being direct duets with that person, it's got to be someone from We Are the World. It's yeah. almost definitely a Pointer sister then. Okay. Yeah. That was a and good thought. Now. And if it was supposed to be both of them, and mm-hmm. then now it's not, you know, that makes sense. So... Um, and I guess, I, I guess it also would have been someone, let's see, if they were sick, they would have been sick like a few months ago too. Right. So maybe there wouldn't be any, anything current about that. It's not Cindy Lauper. Okay. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll pencil her in for one of the Pointer sisters, either Anita yeah. or Ruth Pointer. Um, so when they start, start talking about loss and losing a sister, we'll know that it's talking about June. Yeah. That makes sense. Cool. I like it. Look at us. Look at us sleuthing live on the Yes. <laughs> Nicole wishes she was this. Well, wait, she is this good. <laughs> she is this good. She's just, she's just not this good on the first guess. No. She's this good like three or four weeks no, I, in. I feel really good about that one. I do too. I do too. Um, banana Split. My favorite, right? Yes. Your favorite? Oh Winner my gosh. Week. Wow. Winner um, of the week. Winner of the week. Two costumes. I believe this is the first time we've had a duo that hasn't been either stuck in an egg or stuck in a Russian doll. Like this is the first time we've had independent duo. Right. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Two not, dis- not a thing. You know, a single identity, but two distinct costumes in it. You know, like the owls, you know, yes, you can tell one was a guy, one was a girl, but they were yeah. both owls. You know, the Russian dolls, they were they were all pretty much identical. Here, you know, you've got the idea of the banana split, but you've got the banana and you've got the ice cream true um so their their clue package was set in a carnival quote we're so excited to be here because it's so unexpected hollywood's a small town but there's times when you when it can make you feel small uh the man says the woman says she went to school with big dreams and got a day job when she first arrived in hollywood she's shown wiping down a table with a with a white rag she quit that job when she got her big break only to have to beg for it back uh he tells her there's no such thing as an overnight success they're shown playing a strongman game at the carnival. She hits it and goes up to the top, which says big man and 1400 on it. And then he hits it and it says eight o'clock, give up and seven o'clock. So, um, and then she says that this guy is her collaborator that sticks with her through the sweet and sour and shares her dreams. The visual clues were of course, an ice cream booth. There was a silver medal, balloons, hay barrels, a gray stuffed rabbit, Hula hoops, and then the aforementioned strongman game. Uh, they performed "A Million Dreams" by Pink, which I forgot Pink recorded because I remembered it from "Greatest Showman," which is either the second or third Greatest Showman song um, we have seen on this show so far. Yes, um, which honestly seems a little light because that's a that's a Fox property. Um, piano was playing the or a banana was playing the piano piano was playing the banana yeah um the, <laughs> the banana was on the keys looked like he was playing live we i think he one was. shot 
he, we only got one shot of him playing, but it looked like he was on it. Um, and then she came out singing from that little wing part of the of the stage and came in. She was excellent. Yes, I mean just just, just excellent. She, I, she sounded familiar though, don't you think? There was something, yes, like and it, it's somebody that you've heard that voice before, but you just can't. They. I don't want to say it's a forgettable voice, but it's a voice that is very easy to blend into so much stuff that it true. You know, that it's, you know what I'm trying to say? It, it's yeah. Yeah. They, they don't have that distinctive, like some people, you know, like, um, you know, they have that distinctive rasp, you know, like you hear Janis Joplin, you hear Stevie Nicks, you know who that is because they have that distinctive quality to it. You hear other people who, or, you know, Christina, she's gonna Christina Aguilera, she's gonna go on that big run, and you've not heard it before. She hits her. Yep, that's Christina. I think this is somebody who, <laughs> this is somebody who is a solid singer, but very good at what they do. But they just don't have. There's not anything that you hear it and you know, that necessarily jumps out when you know who it is. When we know who it is, we'll go, oh yeah, that's that's, that's who, who that was. It's yeah. not a knock on them. It's just saying they don't have some distinctive oomph with it. I feel like we're going to feel dumb after this one. When this one's revealed, yes, we're going to feel very stupid about who it is and if we didn't get it. Yep. That's, that's kind of the vibe I'm getting from this group. Um, just a side note about the performance. I generally love what they've done with like lighting and the projection and the new screen and which by the way I figured out one of the issues one of the things that kind of trips me about trips me out about the stage you know that freeze they had on top that was like the the neon and then the mask symbol and stuff like it was above the big screen yes that's not I didn't realize that's not there anymore I think that's one thing that's kind of thrown me off about the scale of the stage but anyway um, I really like the projection they've been able to do on the big masks on the side the entrance mouths mm-hmm. um, but I will say at one point during this during this performance they took a wide shot and it looked like the mask on this on the right sneezed on the one on the left because it was like this particle stream that just went, just went from right to left and hit the other one square in the, in the mouth i'm like oh, not right now guys no let's, no uh, two years ago three years ago that would have been funny as could be wouldn't have thought about it yeah you wouldn't have thought about it but and that's, i know that wasn't intended it was just intended to be like a particle like poof but it just looked like one the angle mask. of the the total angle of the effect yeah, yeah. It felt like another mask should come out of those mouths and be welcome the surgeon and just like put a anyway. Um, but great performance otherwise. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, they're on stage clues. Uh, she said, "Well, we don't work together." They were asked if they work together. Uh, she said, "Well, we don't work together all the time, but I think when we have worked together in the past, we've worked really well." Uh, and then he added, "Well, actually, banana is good by itself." And I think I, that's uh, I think that's a big, big, big hit there. What what you got? Big hint there. We'll keep talking about the guesses. Okay. Well, the guesses they gave were uh, Catherine McPhee and David Foster. I forget who who said these. Uh, Catherine McPhee and David Foster. Um, Robin said Faith Hill and Tim McGraw, and then Nicole said Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling. Which no, it is not. No. Um, I I did notice the banana split. I I think this is one instance where you could kind of get something from the body shape. I think Banana Split was kind of showing a little belly. Uh, so I think he's a tad older. Um, so but other than that, I, I, I'm kind of at a loss of who this could be. What you, do you think? I think out of these, I think one of the possible strongest guesses is 
Catherine McPhee and David Foster. Okay. Uh, she came in. She was on American Idol. Remember? Uh huh. What place did she finish? I do not know. She was the runner-up, second okay. place. She Who won that season? Uh, That's always interesting to me is like looking at, oh, well, so-and-so was like third or fourth or whatever on American Idol. And let me, let me click through. Who won and what have they done recently? I'll yeah. look at, you, you keep talking. I'll look it up. No, I, I've got it popping up right now. Um, but, okay. you know, so if they'd been given medals, that would have been the silver medal for that. Taylor Hicks was the winner. Okay. So, you know, he, he went on to do a few things, but not <laughs> again. It's, it's that, it's that the winner kind of disappears and the runner up is the one who kind of hangs around a little more, it seems. Um, but she and David Foster are married. Okay. But when he said, oh, I think banana's pretty good by itself. He has 47 nominations and 16 Grammy wins. <laughs> and he is he is a keyboardist. He's yeah. he's played keyboard profe- you know, professional recording. So yeah, that's Western. He was in um he did some of the songs for Urban Cowboy. Okay. Um, you know, the John Travolta movie? Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, I'm not I, super familiar with him, but looking at him now, I, I think this tracks. I, I think I think that's probably the closest. And you said you said yo, know, he looks like somebody who's a little older. Um, well, he's, he's seventy. Yeah, seventy one. <laughs> She's thirty seven. <laughs> uh, so I think that tracks. I think that tracks. Did um, let's see when she got her big break, only had to beg for her job back. Like, what what was she doing when she was on American Idol? And did she, like, did she, oh gosh, he was on the backup band for Chuck Berry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, I think that's a really good guess. Who, who guessed that? Was that Jenny? Um, I think Jenny guessed that. I think she did. Yeah. I think Jenny well, did. Because it, it's she, a solid guess. I think she might be right. I think she might be right. Whoever it is, it's not Tim, it's not Tim McGraw and Faith Hill. Okay, well, <laughs> she attended Ball. Okay, get this: she attended Boston Conservatory for three semesters, majoring in musical theater. Left college before graduation on the advice of her manager. Returned to L.A. Uh-huh. to try out for TV pilots. During the time she had dropped out of college and was auditioning, she was cast in a mall-based MTV soap opera pilot, "You Are Here." playing the older sister of a more popular younger sister. MTV never aired the pilot and did not pick up the series. Mm. So that could that would track for, I got what I thought was my big break, but then had to go beg for my old job back because the big break went poof. That makes sense, yeah. Yeah, that all tracks. I'm, I'm, I'm down with this. Well, and went to school with big dreams, Boston Conservatory. I mean, that's... You know, majoring in musical theater, that's uh, pretty, you know, yeah. She gave birth to a boy on February 22nd, 2021. So they've got an infant at home. Huh. And then she was in Waitress. 
Ooh. I feel like I should have known that. Well, anyway, I think that's a solid guess. Yep. Good job, I guess, Jenny. We'll see. <laughs> yep, it, it's um, the best of those. It's the best of any of those that are down there. It's not Faith Hill and Tim McGraw. It's not Emma no. Stone and Ryan Gosling. I always wondered, like, how much. I think we've, we've talked about this before. I wonder how much editing they do around the guesses to like make sure that. You know, if they, if they don't want to reveal, if they don't want to like tip their hand too much, if one of the judges is like, "Oh, it's definitely this person," like how many times did they did they edit out, "Oh, that's Gladys Knight," uh, <laughs> before yeah. like week six of that season, because um, like she was very recognizable, especially for a couple of them, we're, we're just like all over her the entire time. But anyway, um, but yeah, they were they were the best of the week for sure. My ranking was Banana Split, Queen of Hearts, Dalmatian. Cupcake and Mallard, and yours was basically the same. Yeah, um, <laughs> Banana Split and Queen of Hearts, but again, that's Banana Split slash Queen. Very, very, very close. They were clearly yep. the two front runners. Um, then I put Cupcake ahead of Dalmatian, but Cupcake slash Dalmatian again, third and fourth, very close. Um, but Mallard was definitely the weakest of the week. Next week, we're back to Group A. We have the baby, the bull, the hamster the skunk and then according to both press photos that have been put out by fox um and the little uh teaser that they had from tmz during this episode looks like we're getting chili pepper next week when chili pepper was on screen it said that there was a last minute booking who could go all the way or something along those lines um which i think that still lends itself to it being grimes based only on that like that clue of someone being available to you know, you know, yep. promote a show, um, and the the Tesla coil thing for the trying to plasma. trying to prop it up. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think that's still my best guess, not knowing anything else about Chili Pepper. Um, so that'll be our wild card for next week. So the remaining wild cards will be Jester, which keep him in the box. That's fine. <laughs> um, he's awful. <laughs> Just he better be good. Or yes, they they better be good to justify how awful that costume is. Or he better be um, gone his first week. He shows up, please. Or halfway through the song. <laughs> I hope halfway through the song he gets buzzard. Honestly, I hope it's someone who's super obvious. And we don't have to look at this costume for too much long, too too long. Um, but Jester, Caterpillar, and Beach Ball are the remaining wild cards besides uh, Chili Pepper. So we're well on our way, Michael. We are. We are into it. Uh, and it's it's outpacing us because we keep recording way late. I'm not sure if we're going to be recording on a Thursday at any point uh, <laughs> from here on out, but we'll we'll see. Uh, but we will be here next week. Don't ask what day. But until then, subscribe to the show, tell your friends about it, and make sure you check us out on the Twitter machine at Who Sung It Pod. We welcome any and all emails other than the obvious, hey, no, you're not a Nigerian prince with millions of dollars. Don't put us on those lists, oh, please. But send us your emails at whosungitpod at gmail.com. Hey, you joke. I've made so many uh, shrewd bucks on, on those type of emails. <laughs> oh, no, wait, sorry. I've been sending those. Never mind. That's an admission of guilt. We'll, <laughs> we'll talk to you next week, folks. Until then, take care. Be safe. Have a great week. <laughs>